0: God in a bunch of different ways this morning, and I'm super excited that about that. But first, uh, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Josh. I'm one of the pastors here at New Song, and want to let you guys know just about a few of the things that have been going on and the things that are going on. So this last week, um, we actually for student ministries, which I oversee our student ministries as well. Woo! Right. Yeah, everyone who wooed. So I'll be check with me. You're signing up for student ministries. I just heard good. So recruitment style, uh, no. Um, but we had an awesome end of summer events this last week. We had a family picnic. We had a pool party. Um, just really good opportunities to gather together to to slow down a little bit before these students just. Uh, Ramp right back into school with all the stuff that they got going on in their life. Um, Another thing is I would like to thank you guys, those of you that have been bringing in some snacks for our Thursday Connect. um, We appreciate that. We love that. Uh, Again, you can bring those to the office anytime during uh, office hours and that would just be individually wrapped snacks. So it can't just be like a big box of brownies because that's weird. So we want individually wrapped snacks we can hand out to the students. And again, if you want to know more about what that is. That's going to be starting up soon. Uh, Please come find me afterwards. I would love to let you know about this this ministry that we have just for these high school students after they finish up school to come get some coffee and snacks and just hang out. So it's an awesome thing. Linda's always there. She has her crew. They come. They're like, where's Linda? Um, So awesome. Just a great opportunity to hang out with these students and bless them during their school week. Uh, This last week. was really one of these, like, just ton of things going on. So early in the week, we had a memorial service for Chris Alec here, um, and it was beautiful uh, just to be able to observe it and be here. I just want to thank all of you that came, uh, a lot of you which opened your home and supported in different ways. Um, Tragedy is really, really tough, but when tragedy happens and you see the body of Christ come around people, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And, and to be able to see that, to be able to um, participate in that. And I just thank you for that. I know the family thanks you for that. Uh, I would encourage you to be, keep playing, praying uh, for Laura and the family and just um, in this process. Because it's a process, right? It's not just you have the service and you move on. So uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Just a great thing to see a celebration of life in here. Um, another thing. That was happening this last uh, Sunday. We took an opportunity. We had the kiddos out in the back. By the way, my kid, look back there, and he's rolling around on the ground right before they're supposed to come on stage. So, pastor's kids, they're the worst. So, uh, last week, we we took an opportunity to pray uh, for our kids and for teachers as school is starting. And it was a really amazing time on small groups, which happen on Wednesday here. So there's still a couple left. If you haven't been to one, I'll tell you what. Still come. It's awesome. Great opportunity to connect and talk about what the sermon uh, was. But there's a kids' table at the small group. And and Grant was leading it. Picture Grant with a bunch of kids. That's a lot of chaos in one little setting, huh? Um, Grant was leading it. and, And they took prayer requests. And you heard these kids say, can you pray for math? Can you pray for this friend thing that's coming on, coming up? Can you pray for these little pieces, and and what it makes you realize is that for us as adults, sometimes we can think like, oh, math, that's your biggest issue right now, but it is, it's their world, it's a lot about how they view themselves, or like like every day, that's a piece of anxiety they go through, and And I think sometimes we need to remind ourselves that we need to pray for people, even if it feels like it pales into comparison to some other things. So thank you guys for praying for our students. Uh, Just a really cool thing. And teachers, any teachers administrators in here even? Yeah, we're praying for you guys. Thank you guys so much for all that you do. Um, It's just, uh, it's really cool. As I saw even my kid come on the stage and the other kids and my wife's a teacher to know that we're a church, but we're really focusing on our community and our communities. Knowing that it's not just about this gathering, but it's about the lives that you guys experience the moment you walk out these doors. So we want to put that in the forefront, and we want to be praying for those things. So uh, if you have any of those prayer requests, please come and find me. Actually, one thing we do want to point your attention to, on the seat backs, there's a prayer card. And if you're going into the school year, maybe you don't even have kids, but the school year, and you're going into it with a little bit of anxiety, if there's some stuff going on in your life, sometime during this uh, service, this gathering we have, I would encourage you to grab that card, fill it out, and just put it in the box back there, the same place that we uh, put our giving. Because we're we're more and more so, we're becoming this community where we just value and put our money where our mouth is when it comes to prayer. And we want to know those things so we can come beside you, so we can pray for you. Or maybe so how we can tangibly uh, just walk with you in that. So if you wouldn't mind doing that at some point, that would be awesome. And as I said, um, I wanted to point out a couple of ways that you can give. Uh, On the seat backs, you'll see an envelope. Uh, you can fill that out, and uh, there's two boxes back there. You can put it in that box on the way out. There's also some digital ways of giving. You can give uh, online. There's a text-to-give option. Uh, If you have our church center app, you can give through there. Um, If you have any questions with those things, whether it's why we give, why that's a piece of our service that we set aside each week, Or it's, hey, Josh, I'm not one of those digital people. Can you help me? (laughs) I don't know how to do this. Uh, Either of those things, we would love to give that information to you and and let you know um, how to do that the best way possible. So uh, if you would this morning, um, I love that before we even started, we just took a moment to take a breath. And if you would this morning, just take another breath as we pray and continue on with this worship service. Lord, that's what we have gathered here today to do, is to worship you. Is to worship you through praising, through singing, to worship you through hearing of your word, to worship you through making our presence here, for connections with other people in this room, for sharing and using our gifts. In all these ways, we look to worship you. Because you are good. Lord, there might be some in this room who is having a hard time believing that or experiencing that. But, but even in those moments, as the psalmists say, we proclaim that you are good. So I pray, however any person in this room is coming here this morning, that you would meet them in a real tangible way. Whether it through the teaching or through a conversation, or even through something as simple as a hello, that you would make yourself known to each of us this morning. In your name, amen. This morning, I have an uh, awesome opportunity to uh, welcome a guest speaker that we have this morning. Jim Hibden is going to be speaking for us this morning, and some of you, will you raise your hand, Jim? He's right here. He'll be coming up. Uh, some of you might know him. You've seen him. Uh, he uh, goes here, but I wanted to give you guys a little bit of background because you're like, I've said hi. I've had a conversation, but I don't really know who he is, so a little bit of background information. He has been married to his lovely wife, Linda, for 55 years. <laughs> Woo! Awesome. That's so good. and fifty four of those years, they have been pastoring together. And, and it really is that, right? It's pastoring together because it because it takes a lot. So and he did that in I think six different states I counted. and uh, just with plenty of different churches, he's uh, been leading churches and, and pointing them in the direction that he believes god is is calling them to go. And I don't know. i i'm I'm uh, pastor adjacent to Grant. But I sit in these meetings with him, and and it's a big mantle to hold to be a pastor of a church. And, And that's a big deal, and these men don't take it lightly. And so first of all, I just want to thank you for that because that's, that's 54 years of pastoring that he's been doing that. In nine years, he was at Life Pacific, which is just right over there. If you didn't know, it's a nice little Bible college. A lot of our worship this morning was from uh, Life Pacific and went to Life Pacific as well. Uh, another fun fact is that he's uh, one of his two sons actually pastors New Song Church. So he is not the dad of Grant, but actually New Song Church uh, in Colorado, right? Colorado Springs. So yeah, so that's another funny little connection that he had. But um, I'm just really, really excited this morning. We believe in a teaching team model. You see me up here, Grant up here, Melody up here. But we also believe that God's voice is multiple, And so the fact that we have a congregation member who spent the majority of his life serving God, and we get to hear from him this morning, I'm very honored and excited about that. So would you mind joining me as we welcome Pastor John Hibden up to this? John? Jim? Jim? I got so close.
1: My notes are on John later. Jim? Hi, George. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Man, what an introduction. I wish my mom would have been here to hear that. Gee, she would have really been excited. So good morning. Good morning. Usually when people get in front of a group of people, they say, so how you doing? And so I'm not going to do that because nobody says anything, you know, or somebody might say, horrible. And then you don't want to hear that. So, so I'm not going to ask you how you're doing, but welcome today um some person spoke to me first when i first came here today and they said uh excuse me i'm new here can you tell me where the bulletins are (laughs) i'm sorry i'm not making fun of you whoever you are wherever you are Uh, and i said i don't know (laughs) i gotta we usually pick ours up out at the tent and she had missed that so well it's nice to see all of you uh As Josh has already said, I'm not Grant. I did have, I I had a moment, I didn't spend much time with this, but I was, I'm really pretty good at imitations, and so I stood in front of the mirror a long time yesterday trying to do my best Scottish accent (laughs) so you would feel right at home, you know. And uh, I'm sorry, you just can't imitate that. So I'm not even going to give that a shot. So what an honor it is to be here, and I want to thank uh, Josh and the rest of the pastoral team staff, and uh, the rest of the staff, for the opportunity. Uh, it's uh, it's not a it's not a smart thing sometimes to ask a relatively unknown person to stand in front on the in the in front of people like this. Um, but but they've done that. And um, recently, I spoke at my son's church at the other New Song Church, and I said, "Are you sure you want me to do this?" <laughs> Because it's been a while since I was in the saddle like this, uh, but it's it's certainly glad to be here. And thank you to the sound people; they got me wired. And if I go too long, uh, oh, I've already missed two minutes. Wow! Uh, if I go too long, they're just going to cut me off. And so, if you stop hearing me, I'm just going to walk off. And and that's 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 about the only hope that I've got to do. But anyway, it's uh, great to be in church together, together with you. Um, Uh, I have a plan of what I want to say today, Uh, but it reminded me of um, some words that I heard. I don't know, probably most of you don't even know who Vin Scully is. (laughs) Isn't that a joke? Uh, But recently, uh, not recently, but a couple years ago when he was uh, talking about retiring, he was being interviewed everywhere he went. When are you going to retire? When are you going to retire? And so... uh, so somebody said, so Vin, when, uh, what's your plan about retirement and his, his own inimitable way? By the way, I do a pretty good Vin Scully too, but I'm not going to do that either. But he said, he said, and I quote, if you want to put a smile on the face of God, tell him that you have a plan. <laughs> so I have a plan. <laughs> and he's saying, Right. Sure you do. And uh, you probably have plans too. And uh, you know, some of those work and some of them don't. Uh, today, I'm going to hope that uh, only what works is the right stuff. As we've already prayed. Thanks for the prayer, Josh. We've already prayed and asked God to uh, say something to us. And, and I, I really believe when we come together like this, that God really does plan on saying specific things to specific people. We, we're, we're not all the same. We all need to hear God in a different way, and so uh, I'm, God has already mapped that out, and it's already in His heart. And uh, but there's there's one thing I'd like us to do together, even though we're all kind of individuals. And uh, you may have read somewhere uh, in a bulletin or in a, the weekly uh, blurb that comes out from the church about what's going on. That uh, the topic of my sermon today is everybody sing, everybody sing. So. We're going to um, do an experiment. I may get tarred and feathered for this, but we're going to, I'm going to, it may seem a little goofy to you, but let's just be goofy, okay? And so I'd like for, see? First of all, I'm going to tell you the words. We're going to sing a song together. And um, hear the words. You repeat them after me. Praise and then the second verse is praise Praise. and then the third verse is praise and the fourth verse is praise and so I'd like for everybody over here to say praise you got it? you got it? try it again praise now I want you to say praise come on sing it out Praise. And you to say, praise. Real loud. This one's important. Praise. Praise. Come on, I didn't hear you. I was singing. Huh? Okay. Praise. Okay. Let's do it separately. Praise. 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 Let's do it the other way. Praise. 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 Praise! You got your note. Count of three. Everybody, sing your note. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> wow! Sounds like sounds like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> oh, wrong religion. Sorry, but uh, that was great. See, we can we can sing together. We've already proven that. And, of course, at this church, we, are, after all, our name is New Song. So we've always got something to sing. So today I want to talk to you from, uh, uh, I should first of all say Grant told me to pick any of the psalms that I wanted to preach on. I immediately told him Psalm 100. And so you're going to see that up on the board. You might have it in your Bible or whatever uh, I hope you can see that. Oh, there you can. And uh, so I want us to read it together. Uh, We usually have somebody else read, but let's all read it together because now we know we can sing together. So let's read it together. Everyone together. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Man, what a song. And so we're going to spend just a little bit of time talking about that. First of all, I'd like to say that I've come to believe that everything in the Christian life is about worship. Uh, we can say it's about this or that, and there's things, other things that are involved. We, we're doing like this the thing for the high school students, and we do the, 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 the distribution of food and that kind of thing. But everything we do in the Christian church is really about worship. And anyone who knows even a little bit about the Bible knows that men and women throughout history have not always done that very well, and even good men and women have not even, I should say even good men and women have not worshipped very well at times. In fact, a good portion of the Old and New Testament is devoted to an effort to inspire men to learn how to worship God. Now, we humans, we say things like uh, that I can't worship like everybody else or everybody worships in their own way. And all of that is true. Worship is a very, very personal thing. And of course the key to that is that we do it sincerely and do it from our hearts. Uh, Because I haven't done this for a while, I'm not too good. (laughs) Already turned to page three. Like I said, I'm a little rusty. Just pour a little oil on me and I'll be okay. And so, we, uh we'll say we've got our own ways to worship God. Some of us do this, some of us do that. But uh, John 4.24, I think that's going to be up on the board, is it says that it was Jesus who said that if you're going to worship God, you must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and what that means. And so however we worship God, it must be done sincerely and honestly Now, it is well known how man has from the beginning made their own idols and made up up things to worship God. I mean, isn't that a horrible thing? Even Israel, God's chosen people, the scripture says, while they were worshiping God alongside of that time, they were building idols and worshiping them too. So they had some disconnects about worship also. And I suspect that maybe some of that has, has carried over even to our day and time. And uh, Daniel, Daniel was telling us about one of the things that occurred during his lifetime when, when uh, Israel had been overcome by the uh, Babylonians and they were actually in, under occupation by the Babylonians and they were actually in captivity. And so Nebuchadnezzar, the great king of Babylon, he decided, I want everybody to worship me. And so he erected this great big, great big statue. And he said, he sent out not invitations, but commands that everybody in all the world, all nations, all languages, everybody, I want you to come to this idol. And whenever you hear the sound of the instruments, wish I told them all to stay up here. This would have been a great, this would have been a great moment. Uh, so we missed that one but at the moment that you hear all the instruments playing in fact uh, I think we have that here therefore as soon as they heard the sound of the horn the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp and all kinds of music and all the nations and languages bowed down before God you, you probably remember that this was the time whenever Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego got into hot water no not hot water hot fire they, they got thrown into the furnace. Remember that? Because they wouldn't do that. and But that just shows you the perversion of worship even in, in at that long ago. Now, I can't tell you about all the religions of the world and the way they worship. In fact, uh, I would be, as a professor of mine used to say, I would be woefully inadequate to tell you about all the religions of the world. I'm not an expert. But I am pretty versed. No, I can go a bit further than I I know know a lot about what the Bible says about worship and worship of the true God. I don't know everything. And uh, I'm still learning a lot about worship. In fact, I think you learn about worship every single day. Every time you lift your head to the Lord, there's something new that He wants to do in our lives. And... But I, I do know a lot about the only God in the universe. The only God that you and I are supposed to worship. And Psalms 100 gives us an insight into that. So let's look at verses 1 and 2. You'll see it in front of you. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Um, I must have given you a t- the, the Instead of worship... The uh, other translations use "serve." Serve the Lord with gladness, and so I want to talk to you about shouting and serving and singing, because a lot of and a lot of people would say, "Jim, come on! I don't. I'm not a shouter. I don't shout. I'm very quiet. I'm very reserved. That's okay. I mean, because a lot of us are, and uh, to say that I don't shout, that's that's shared by a lot of people. Um, the Bible says that. Uh, whenever God wanted the walls of Jericho to fall down, he told them to shout. And so when they shouted, it, it happened. The Bible says, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. The Bible says to sing, as we've already, already been talking about, to sing, sing a new song, to sing, come before him with joyful songs. But notice there in the middle, like I said, other translations, instead of saying worship, they say serve. And so a lot of people say, well, I, I can't shout. I'm not a singer. I've taught enough choirs to know that it's exactly right. Everybody's not a singer. My wife used to teach kids choirs, and I remember how many times standing over them and say what we just did. Say, say yeah. And they go, eh, yeah. No, no. Yes. It's like. I'm sorry, everybody can't carry a tune in a bucket. And so everybody's not a shouter, everybody's not a singer. But the one in the middle says to serve the Lord with gladness. And I'm pretty sure that all of us could serve. And so when it comes to worship, that's one thing we could all do together, is learn how to serve. In fact, Psalm 150, verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So if I'm alive... I need to be worshiping. I have prayed often to God, God, let the last words that are on my lips whenever I go from this life to, your, to heaven, let, let them be words of praise. That, that's, a, that's a goal I have. You can hold me to that. Okay. She insists that she's going to go with me, and I insist she is going to go with me. So that's the way that will be. But let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Another great theologian besides Vince Scully I'd like to talk to you about is a man named, some of you don't even know the name, Bobby Vinton. Bobby Vinton was a great, great 60 star and sang a lot of romantic love songs. And one line out of a great song that he wrote called, My Heart Belongs to Only You. It says, um, there it is, that you are the song within my soul. A melody that can't grow old. Isn't that a great line? And I was thinking about it this week. You thought, man, it's a great line to remember when you're worshiping. That you're the song within my soul. I don't just sing words, but it comes from inside of me. Choir directors say, sing from your gut, you know. Give, sing it like you mean it. And so, also, Hebrews 13, 15, which, which you don't have but it says, through Jesus, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And so we call what we're doing today a worship service. People are gathered all over the world, probably even, uh, there's a lot of people you know in different churches, whatever, people all over the world. Some people are, are, are meeting underneath a, tr- a tree somewhere, they're meeting out on the beach, They're meeting out in the jungle. Some are up on the mountaintop. Some are in the huge cathedrals of the world. Some are in little storefront churches. People are worshiping all over the place. But there's one thing that has to be true. that Everybody who worships must do that with all of their heart. Because that's what the church is called. Whenever we say we go to New Song Church, we know we're part of this great network of believers, Christ followers all over the world. That I like to think, even at this very moment, right now, if they're in the right time zone, that they're worshiping God right now. The same thing, same time as us. And so, the first thing I want, our next thing I want to talk to you about is in verse three. And the question is, who is worship about? Psalm verse three, one hundred verse three says, "Know that the Lord is God; it is He who made us." In fact, let me put some emphasis on this. Know that the Lord is God, it is He who made us, and we are His, and we are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Worship is not about you and me. It's about God. And so my prayer, my worship, unfortunately, so many times I have to remind myself, hey, wait a second, this is about God. This isn't about me. And so Who is worship about? It's about the only true God, the creator of the ends of the earth, the one who spoke worlds into existence and said, let there be light and let there be uh, the the moon, the sun, the stars. And so we are also, we've been studying in the Psalms all all summer, and over and again we've come up against this picture of the shepherd and the sheep. And uh, Melody did such a beautiful job a few weeks ago from Psalms 23 about that. And so we are the, his sheep, the sheep of his pasture. Whenever you're feeling down and low and you don't know where to go, boy, that sounds like a song. Excuse me, let me write that. <laughs> it's, it's a good time to remember that I'm a sheep of his pasture. I quote that to myself a lot. I'm the sheep of your pasture. I'm the sheep of your So I know that the good shepherd has got this under control. One, the first two commandments of the Ten Commandments make it very clear about who worship is about. The first two commandments, the Ten Commandments from Exodus 20, it says that to remember that there's only there, the Lord is God, and it is He who made us, and not we're. Oh, excuse me, that's what we did before. I, I, I didn't give you that. Sorry, Electra. But one of the, the first two commandments was have no other gods before me and whatever you do, don't make your own gods. Don't make an image. Don't make an idol. That Who worship is about? It's not about a dumb, stupid idol. Excuse me. We tell our grandchildren, don't say stupid. So I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that. But they, they worshiped whatever they made. They even employed people to be the, the idol makers. And they chose, can you imagine, they chose to alongside of the God of heaven and earth to worship an idol. So where does, was, uh, does worship take place? Psalm 100, verse 4, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. In order to understand that picture, we have to go to the Old Testament. And uh, I need to hurry. Uh, I've only got about 12 more chapters to go. Uh, (laughs) To understand what verse 4 is talking about. I'll do more readings and less talking. In order to understand what verse 4 is talking about, the Old Testament is in the Old Testament, it's about the mobile tabernacle that God told Moses to build out in the wilderness when they were on their way from Egypt to the promised land. And God told them exactly how to make that tabernacle. And it was there that they actually called it also the tent of meeting. It was to be a place where God and man would meet. And it was a, a, it's a matter of record that Uh, Every time that they stopped and and stopped their their journey, that the presence of God would descend upon that thing. And they saw smoke, and they saw fire, and they heard the voice of God. And it was an amazing time where they knew about the presence of God. It's a place where God and man were to meet. As history went on, and Israel made a lot of mistakes and a lot of blunders, but they found themselves finally in the promised land. And they had leaders who were coming before them. And King became, or, uh, David became the king. And his son decided, I mean, under the inspiration of God, that he was going to build a temple. We call that the first temple. And when he built that temple, it was the most beautiful place in the world. It took the place of the tent of meeting. But God's presence was there too. Because the scripture says that whenever they finally got it finished and they were about to inaugurate that temple... That the presence of God came down so strong and it was, uh, it was like something they'd never experienced before to the extent that even the priest and the people who worked in the temple couldn't do their work because they were overwhelmed and overcome by the presence of God. And that was the presence that sat upon that temple. And God's presence was there too, but disobedience and, and foreign uh, invaders destroyed that temple. And then that Israel was put into bondage, as I talked, as said about earlier. And it became very clear that now the temple was a different place. Because that one got torn down. 2 Corinthians 6.16, it says that we are the temple of God. And so it was always God's plan. It was always God's plan for the temple, the place of worship, to be you and me. Not a building. And by the way, thank God we have a beautiful building to worship. Many of you sacrificed to build this thing and and the other buildings here. And I I commend you for it. It's a beautiful, beautiful facility. But you know and I know that, that worship doesn't just have to happen inside of a building. But we're supposed to come into his presence with singing and into his courts with praise. So how do we understand? Let me talk to you about the courts and the gates and the courts. There's a picture you're going to look at here. This is a, by the way, these pictures, they're just renderings. Obviously, the the Kodak didn't work very good in those days. And uh, so they didn't have a camera to take a picture. But this is an artist's rendering of what Herod's temple might have looked like in Jesus' day. Just based on what history has told us and whatever. And you see, the first part here could be called the, the, well, we can't see the gates that are out here about where I'm standing. So you would come into the gates, and then there's an outer court, then there's an inner court, and then there's a holy place, and then there's the Holy of Holies. And that's the way that was constructed. And so God says to, to it tells us to enter his gates with singing. Thanksgiving, I guess it is, and into his courts with praise. And so there's a process that you and I actually begin to, to okay, I'm going to do that. In fact, we might say, come off the parking lot and into the church grounds with Thanksgiving and come into the sanctuary with praise. It's a That's a good order to follow, isn't it? is it something religious that has to be done no we stop off and get coffee we do this and that we we welcome each other and we talk to each other and that's a form of worshiping too because we're being kind to each other we're getting to know each other we're hearing what God is doing inside of each of our lives and so we enter in with thanksgiving it's sort of an attitude of gratitude somebody said one time and that kind of makes sense but this particular temple has had had a particular significance because it's the temple when Jesus that was in existence when Jesus was on the cross, and you know the story. What happened? That while Jesus was on the cross, a crazy, crazy thing happened in this temple. And I want you to see a picture once again. It is a it's an artist rendering. It's not the it's not the real thing, but it's a way to try to understand because when Jesus was on the cross, the Bible says that. He cried out and he said, it is finished. And when it happened, the earth began to shake. It, it was dark. And in the temple, the veil that separated the holy of holies from the holy place was torn in two from the top to the bottom. And what that it, not only is that a, a great thing to happen, but it has particular significance and meaning to you and I because now it says when you and I come to worship, that we don't have anything dividing us between us and God, but Jesus, by his blood, tore that curtain away to make it possible for you and me to come in and worship God in gladness and in boldness. And even though you, like me, would have to bow your head and say, God, I'm, I have no, I'm not worthy to be here. I'm not worthy to worship you. I'm not worthy to en- enjoy your presence But Jesus tells us that's why I died, to make it possible to take away the barrier that was between God and man. And so that veil that was torn in two was of particular significance, and it's important for you and I to think about. Maybe, in fact, in a few minutes, we're going to be taking communion, and that is an actual demonstration of that very thing that happened, that Jesus tore the the partition away. And made it possible for us to come into the holy place. Psalm 100 verse 4 says to enter. And so it's an, act, it's an action. I've got to do something. I might say I can't shout. I can't sing. I can't do this. I can't play an instrument. Uh, what great talents that is. But you and I can all enter. We can all step. Take a step toward God. Say God I want you in my life. Just in conclusion, verse 5 says, For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And so that answers the question, when does worship happen? Worship happens anywhere that God is, and God is everywhere. God is anywhere and God is everywhere. When Jesus tore that curtain down and made it possible for you and me to to worship here, to worship out there, at at home, we in the car. Those become solemn, sacred places that we worship God. And God is, at all, at all times, God's love is forever. His faithfulness never ends. God always is. And that's when God, where worship happens, because God is, is always there, and he's always available. Lastly, I'd just like to say that in my opinion, Everything, as I said, is about God, and God is always eternal. We are to continually come and acknowledge who God is in our lives. And then I want to give you some things, just a list of some things to chew on, that ways that you and I can worship God. The first one at the top of my list, because I'm a husband, I love my wife, and the Bible makes it very clear, I'm supposed to love her as God loves the church. It's a very, that, and that's an act of worship. Jesus made it clear when people came to him and said, what's the greatest commandments? He said, well, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. But also love each other. And those are the greatest commandments. Love the, the people around you. Love others like you love yourself. And so loving the people that Jesus loves is what that is about. And then... Secondly, sing a new song. We've already talked about that, and play instruments unto the Lord. Once again, it's a scriptural admonition. Lift up and clap your hands. Some people are not hand lifters. Some people are not clappers. But the Bible is clear that, that that's that's one that's a way to worship God. To lift your hands. I'm a hand lifter. I'm a clapper. But that isn't. Maybe you're not like me. And in fact, you most likely aren't. Thank God. <laughs> But, but w- however we worship God, we must do it in spirit and in truth. The Bible says to worship God by praying, by kneeling, we bow, meditate on the Lord day and night, the scripture says. It even says, be still and know that I am God. That's a time of worship. That's a deep, really sensitive time of worship be still and know that he is God. We worship God by showing acts of kindness and giving things to people. And just to be, be generous, the Bible says. We also worship God by telling others that, about his great salvation. Uh, that's just a few things to, to think about, to chew on when you leave today. So in conclusion, I'd like to just reiterate. And I believe that everything in the Christian life is basically about worship. And if you need to make a decision today to become a Christ follower, a Christ worshiper, that's for somebody that maybe you haven't you haven't ever done that before. Today's a good day to start that journey. Or if you're a person who's been following the Lord for a long time, but you want to say, okay, I want to make a new commitment to my, in my worship life. I want that to become more normal for me. And to become an actual part of my breathing in and breathing out. And you want to make a decision to be a more of a worshiper. You're going to have that opportunity in just a second. And it's, it's that that I want us to join together in prayer about today. This is a good time as I said, to just make that decision, to make that commitment. In a few minutes, we're going to be receiving communion. It's a great opportunity to tell God, I remember what you did for me on the cross, Jesus. You did it for me, and I do this in remembrance of you. And so, I want us to pray now. Lord God, you know our hearts better than we do, and only you, Lord Jesus, know what the innermost needs are that we have. So I pray for all my brothers and sisters in this room. I pray for myself, Lord. Help us to take, take new steps toward you in worship and to become the people that you've intended us to be. We know that you have a plan for us. And it puts a smile on your face. And so, Lord, help us to put a smile on your face today as well. fact you've already smiled on us you sent your son to die that we might have life and have it more abundantly and so lord we give you our hearts today and we come to you in jesus name thank you for your word thank you for blessing it to our hearts and to send us on our way rejoicing today in your sovereign name jesus i pray amen
0: Thank you, Pastor Jim. See, I did it that time. John. you guys. Well, I just love that. I love um, that Jim brought uh, the message this morning. For one, he's not just someone who's worshipped God for his whole life, but he's someone who helped countless people figure out what that means and what that looks like. So when he's talking about how worship looks different and how it might be this and might be that, I was just sitting back there thinking of like, oh my gosh, so much wisdom right there. Not just because he's read a lot or because he's done a lot, but because he's walked through life with real people who have dealt with this faith thing differently. So huge blessing, huge honor. It's one of those that I feel like I'm going to go back to and just listen to again just to be able to... Uh, pull some more from. But right now, we're going to enter into a time of communion. So if you would get your communion cups ready. Um, and we're simply, we're going to go to Luke today and just read what Jesus said when he was in uh, the last supper with his disciples. In Luke 22, verse 19, it says, and he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, saying, this is the cup that is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. Let's take the cup. Lord, we read a couple of sentences on a page as, as we partake, as we, as we share in, as a community, this sacrament. Lord, such a small moment in our day to remember the most important moment in all of creation. God, it is by what was said in these verses that we are able to worship you. It's by what was said in these verses that that you allow us, each of us individually, to approach you, to come to you in, in our way, with our deficits, with our questions, because you are bigger than all those things. So this morning, God, we thank you. We thank you for an opportunity to sing your praises. We thank you for an opportunity to hear from your word. And we also thank you for an opportunity, as Jim said, to show kindness. We might not have a lot of, we might think we don't have a lot of skills or training or anything like that, Lord, but we have the ability to be kind because you have shown that to us. So God, I pray that we as a church might go out in that boldness, understanding and knowing that we can worship you in maybe more ways than we've thought of before. We give these things to you and trust them to you. Amen. in your